is episode eight of Fun Chat. This this week might get kind of violent. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be the responsible one here, and do everything I can to help fuel that fire. Because <laughs> <laughs> Gus, Anthony, Jay, Art, we're all here. So some some news came out this week that uh, <clears throat> Pepsi Max apparently they uh, well they went to some voodoo doctors to get some some little dolls made up from Cristiano Ronaldo. There was one with him uh, being tied up on a train track, little pins all in his body, and another one with like a Pepsi Max can crushed on his head. <laughs> well, I mean, it just goes to show you that uh, superstitions are complete bullshit and don't work. <laughs> Did he approve these or? <laughs> well, he's just been in ridiculous form for what, the last four months? The start of the season. He's just been on fire, so you know what? I don't even know why they issued an apology. Ronaldo should say, keep running these commercials. Yeah, like the needles seem to act more as like an acupuncturist than anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his, his form as, a, as of late is, I think, kind of sealed the deal for the uh, Balloon d'Or. Well, what? They, yeah. He's scored more goals than like top teams have scored. Like On his own, he scored more goals. Yeah, but everybody scored more goals than Tottenham. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... The prem, <laughs> what don't you have two uh, two Liverpool players that outscored Tottenham? <laughs> We're tied. <laughs> We're tied. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, but a full team can't get the can't get the golden boot. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great, man. I think that's the only thing we're going to win this year. <laughs> I, I saw the the greatest meme ever. I think it was from uh, from the link that you sent where AVB said we were, we were seven or eight penalties away from a good result. <laughs> <laughs> the only two was like breaking news. Tottenham's absolute shit. Yeah. <laughs> Pep came out in fury this week because apparently somebody a mole, 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 mole uh, <laughs> leaked the, the the game plan and lineups to build, and he said that whoever it is is gone. He heads are gonna roll up Byron's. Would you think you'd be a player or like an assistant coach? I don't know if I can see it being a player. Definitely like maybe some type of assistant trainer or something like that. Maybe leaking it, but does it really matter? I mean, they haven't lost a game at all this year. Yeah, I mean, if there was a leak to BVB, they didn't do anything to seize the opportunity. Um, who who do you think the prime suspects would be? Rafinha. If we're gonna if we're gonna pick a player, but it's Rafinha. Rafinha, <laughs> the guy's been in the lineup like more this year than he's been the past two years at Bayern. So yeah, much to the chagrin of myself, I I can't fucking stand Rafinha. When I found out that he was in the lineup for that game, I thought Royce would just eat him for lunch. He actually played a decent game. Oh, apparently Ibrahimovic hates Pep Guardiola with more passion and enthusiasm than he loves himself. He labeled him a coward, claimed he had no balls, (laughs) took exception to him having a Ferrari but driving it like a Fiat. Fiat. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely boycotting 2014. It's not worth watching without him there. Oh, no. Done. Uh, except from England Germany final. That's that's all I got really for it. What's McGath's first name? I looked at Felix. Felix McGath. Yeah. He th- he wants Bayern to join an all Euro league and leave the the doldrums of the Bundesliga behind. I read he wants Bayern and Dortmund to do it. So he wants them to leave for a league that doesn't exist? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'd love to see it though. Well yeah, how how awesome would that be to have just Fucking, you know, Bayern versus Real Madrid, Barcelona versus Chelsea, like just games like that every week. Yeah. Instead of, you know, Chelsea versus. Would the Spurs be in this league? Probably not. Yet. Well, they'd be in yeah. the Champions League, maybe. But but then, like, we would really have to discuss, like, how, how would the system be tiered, right? Would there be, like, all the, the top teams in the first tier, and then, the, you know, there would be, like, still a relegation promotion system with, like, you know, the maybe the. The lesser teams uh, just under them. Uh, I mean, like like Leverkusen and, like, you know, Tottenham, like those sort of teams, you know, in the second tier or something. I wonder I if it has to be, like, if you're, like, the last place team out of your country in the table, maybe. Even though it's, like, let's say they're all German teams, one, two, and three, third place. Yeah, well, you, you're the last of the yeah. three teams. So you yeah. What, what if it, it would be something like abandoning all domestic leagues and making it uh, all Euro League. Like, Euro Leagues across the board doesn't matter what part of the table you are. And it just works as a promotion, relegation battle for, you know, to get into 
the higher league or, you know, first, second, third, whatever league uh, we're talking about. I, I can see that kind of working to some extent with, like, the, the richer clubs, but I can't see a team like Bradford City being able to afford traveling to fucking Russia and then going to Czech Republic. They can barely afford to pay for the, the bus fare <laughs> to go down the road to, to like, fucking Leicester. <laughs> but that's a problem, too, right, the travel. Like, it'll be too much. And, like, we, we see, like, an MLS where they have, like, divisions, like, you know, East and West, and... You know, the East teams play each other more because it's not really practical to travel, you know, four time zones every weekend. And the international yeah. game would probably suffer due to that as Yeah, well. that too. But yeah. if something like this were to happen, the Champions League would just become the Europa League. The Europa League would just become Syria. Hopefully they shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> and we just lost five listeners from Italy. <laughs> Bronze... There's an article this week where he's saying that, not that he wants Messi, but Messi would fit perfectly into the system. He also said that Zlatan, and Zlatan hates Pep, so he wouldn't be yummy. And that Ronaldo, yeah, he doesn't fit the system. But can you imagine Lionel Messi within the next year or two playing with his Bayern team? I kind of laugh at the article itself just saying Messi would fit in this team. Then I just have another question. What team wouldn't he fit into? Yeah. Right. That's like, yeah. I don't know. I can't see them paying the 200 million euro bio clause for for one player. You're already on. The, you're already at the top of Europe. Why? Why do you need that other player? I, I don't. Know. Yeah, I actually read something today that came out about him, kind of just playing that down. Saying he belongs in Barcelona. He fits their system. He fits everything. Well, maybe we can buy Messi. We just have him sit on the couch. <laughs> Well, yeah, the Leafs are making money hand over fist. Oh, you meant us. Us, yeah. I thought you meant MLS. We should, we should start a Kickstarter campaign to raise 200 million a euro. Kickstarter? Indiegogo? Just, just so we can buy Messi. Just so we can sit here. Yeah, he also commented saying that uh, Sandro Rossell would, uh, would never sell Messi. So put out a hit on Sandro Rossell. And <laughs> uh, Club World Cup. Going to be using the best invention ever. MLS referees around the world rejoice because the vanishing line spray is coming to the Club World Cup in Morocco next month. You know what? It's a good invention, but the, it's just so tacky. It's fucking ridiculous. Because how many times do the players like encroach on free kicks? You know, but by the end of it, their ten yards is now turned in like eight and a half. Well, and just think, even this is not your player. He was already confused. The rules it is. Can you imagine him like being confused by the voodoo of this imaginary this, this lion that's disappearing in front of him? He probably like fucking grabs the, sp- the invisible spray or whatever and start tagging shit. He'd probably throw, he'd probably throw it halfway down the field. Yeah. Does he a ref it's, running around yeah. fucking two? Cans of aerosol spray in his like, pocket. This is grown men. First, it just it loses any sort of it tarnishes the integrity of the game. I yeah. think like it's like. And do you really think that's where like the biggest problem is in football right now? Yeah, like we're having fucking goal scored people kicked in the head and like we're worrying about if the guy moved like a yard on a free kick. Like really, like I don't know, man. That's well. And is that little white line gonna stop him from cro- yeah, approaching? Yeah, anyways. Not. Like no, it's not like it's a fucking. Yeah. Oh, I sprayed the it's line. Like a force field. Yeah. <laughs> He wants to approach. He's gonna Where is the thing too? Like Morocco. Morocco. Morocco yeah. Wow. Have fun traveling there, Bayern. <laughs> well, I mean, it seems like any all the innovations that have come out recently in football has to do with some sort of obscure spray. I mean, they have the fucking Wolverine healing power spray. Oh, magical water <laughs> spray. <laughs> I love that in Germany. It's like, oh, there's somebody down. Just fucking douse them with the magic spray, yeah, and they'll be back yeah. up and fine. Time wasting tactic. I don't know if you guys ever use that spray, but it actually fucking works. Really? The, yeah, what the does free it do? spray. Yeah, it's great. Like if you ever like pull a hamstring or something. Well, maybe that's you know pulling a hamstring is quite painful, but like if you ever get a knock or something and you get sprayed with that, it actually it works, man. It's like just like a, like an instant it's ice pack. Yeah, yeah, it just numbs the the spot. It, it does work though. Uh, I don't know if anyone else saw this. Patrice Evra is clearly a fucking racist. Hodgson, not a racist. Evra, definitely racist. I'll <laughs> put a little clip of him uh, calling out Danny Welbeck. We didn't show enough of Manchester United the way we play. I think we didn't we didn't create chance uh, until a well, well black come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I I watched that just that, that interview on Match of the Day last night, and I. Thought that's what he said, but I didn't think anything else of it at first. And then, of course, the emails from today is like, yeah, he definitely just said that just now. Well, well, what? 
So I think going back to the Suarez thing, he, he was, it was probably Ever that was saying black. <laughs> Ever's a cunt, honestly. Even when that whole Suarez thing was going on, as much as like whatever, you know, it's easy to hate Suarez too. But like Ever's just a cunt. Like I mean, I don't know, and he just proved it himself. He's well, like, and even who was it? Was it Ever or Ribery that fucking wiped their ass with the wiped the Ever. jersey with their Ever? <laughs> I gave the jersey to Benzema? Yeah, I think it was Benzema. I remember you sent that gif around. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Pepe Le Pew or something. <laughs> <laughs> what? And the other thing, too, with, with that clip, is like if you listen to what, what else he's saying, like just like more of like Ever's a fucking cunt, is he's he's basically coming out and saying that he, I don't like how how we're playing. He's like, he's yeah. pretty much calling out Moyes in that interview. Yeah. And it's like, you're like the alternate captain of the club. You're the... Used to used to be the captain of your of your country. You're going out in like an interview, which you rarely ever do, and you're you're basically calling out the manager. And United before this week were actually, and I w- actually watched a match too. That they didn't play that badly, really. No, they're, United are playing pretty well. They're starting to get their shit together. Yeah, yeah. But, so I, okay, can't. that fucking Rooney. We'll shit. get to it. Oh, yeah. We'll get to yeah. it. Right. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to, to it. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll start getting into the games. I guess the first one we'll talk about is. We're all hoping, and we are all in in great belief that Sweden we're going to turn it around. It's Ibrahimovic! He's done it! And one more will do it for Sweden! Incredible stuff! And a little fucker Ronaldo had to come out and spoil the party, scoring a hat trick in the second half. Wasn't there a big thing made about Lislatan applauding Ronaldo's goals, and then he came out afterward and said, "I didn't applaud the goals. What are you talking about?" I didn't see his left the goal. Dude, the third, yeah, the third goal, he was he was clapping. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Oh. They, they moved the camera to him and he was clapping. I don't know if he was trying to clap for his like team to get back up, but I mean, at that point, it was like the end of the game, right? When, yeah. when Portugal scored that last goal. Two more goals? Yeah, yeah. Not fucking happening, right? So. Well, I mean, I don't know. That was like one of the most clutch performances I've ever yeah. witnessed as of late in, in football. I mean, in the past probably 10 years. Like, yeah. That was... Well, what about when it was like mono e mono, like both of them just... You know what? It was what four two, Ronaldo over Ibrahimovic, not yeah. Portugal over yeah. Sweden. Well, I mean, and yeah, it was it was built that too, but I mean, it came down to the supporting cast, as far as I'm concerned. Definitely. I mean, look at and this is the thing: a lot of people are are boosting Ronaldo in this situation. Like, you know what? I I can't say anything about this guy. He's like a fantastic player, and anybody who watched that game or you know Ronaldo in the past year, he's he's on fire. Yeah, but. At, at the end of the day, you're playing against players who play for, let's see who, like Norwich and like third division like teams in like Germany and like Sweden and Norway. Like, who the fuck are these guys? You know, like we can't say that he's like that great. Of, like he is. But I mean, you, you know, like I think it's all hyped up like a little bit too much. And again, like what, what Jay said, it's it's supporting cast really. Yeah. That's what it came down I mean, to. It's not like he went end to end either. Like he, he, he was made cherry- some awesome fucking yeah, he was, runs. He was cherry he picking. He was the clinical. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it took somebody to get him those balls. Yeah. yeah. That I mean, is, they were great passes. Yeah. That was something. That was something like kind of impressive to see is like the fact that like pretty much every time he struck the ball, it was going in. Like yeah. usually, you know, there's percentages and stuff, but it was like you're guaranteed he's scoring right now. Yeah. Like, definitely taking nothing away from his finishes. I was like watching it at the gym, and I was just fucking mind blown. Like. Everything he touched like was in the back of the net, yeah, right? Yeah. And, I mean, just the two, technique yeah. and like, oh, incredible! Two with his left. I mean, he can he can strike the ball like as good with both feet, yeah. right? I mean, and he, what he popped one in with his head too. I think he is the complete package. Though I yeah. mean, his aerial assault game is Incre- yeah amazing. And he like, he's probably pound for like he's not just a great player, but he's just pound for pound maybe the fittest player too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, and you know what? Well, guess, and since he doesn't defend, he just you know he has all that extra energy to attack. Yeah. And his pace is just you know ridiculous. That's, That's why I don't think it's fair when they compare like you know Ronaldo the whole of, like Messi Ronaldo comparison. No. Like, look at the way this guy is built. He's a fucking tank. He is. I mean, he's a very very athletic person. Yeah. Messi. I mean, he's the yeah. pin- He's yeah. at the pinnacle of. Yes. human fitness. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. When there is that comparison, what separates is character. Like. Me is the char- their character. Yeah, yeah. I, I can look at Messi and say, yeah, you know, he's he has sportsmanship, yeah. which I don't think Ronaldo yeah. does. No, no. You see the guy yelling at his teammates at all all the time, except for when he, when he's scoring, then he's happy. Yeah, yeah. You, in a friendly, Ronaldo almost scored this amazing goal against uh, against Spain. But Nanny was in an offside position. He headed it in just as the ball was crossing the line. 
And Ronaldo just lost his shit. Just like, <laughs> like that's the captain doesn't do that. Oh. Mamadou Sako coming out big for France and scoring two goals in that game against Ukraine. I was surprised to see France actually win that, but wow. they came back one three nil. Two goals from a center back too. Im- impressive. I mean, did we really want to see France in the World Cup? No, probably not. But hey, regardless, quite impressive. I mean, France always makes for some good headlines. Yeah. You know? What, I mean, getting, out shipped, of, uh, <laughs> getting shipped out of South Africa to cargo plane? <laughs> like that. What do you think happens this summer with France? Do you mean how they do or what headlines they create? <laughs> headlines they I don't create. think anybody can predict those. Like, you know? They've done it all before. Like, <laughs> look, look how sketchy of a way they got to that last World Cup, first of all. I mean, that ridiculous handball. Oh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't even one handball. It was two. Yeah. Yeah. It hit his forearm. Then he, like, cradled it like he was, like, a basketball player. And he threw the ball in his foot, centered it, and, you know, one of them scored. There was an offside in that game, too, in the France-Ukraine game. I don't know if anyone saw that. I don't, I don't know who it was, but we'll check. No, we'll it was Benzema. Him. Right, right, okay. And But he actually had a goal, I think, that they called offside where he wasn't offside or something. So, so I guess oh, yeah. it evened himself out. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, on paper, does, do you guys not think France has one of the best squads? I would say yeah, but there's just, one of the top three, I would say. You know, there's just something they seem to lack. I, I, I can't quite put my finger on it. but uh, It's um, camaraderie. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. No team spirit. I have to play with these fucking assholes? Are you kidding me? And we saw that. Look at Evra, you know, coming out and saying the shit he did. Just you know, can you imagine, so. like, the yeah, way... Players wiping their ass with their... With their teammates' shirts. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not a great like, prank. <laughs> you know? Like, can you imagine if they if they shared the ball like they share sixteen year old hookers? Like, <laughs> how? Maybe you know that's a team building experience that you know just isn't. I guess the French thing. Maybe that's what happened. They'll get busted, uh, gangbang a sixteen year old tranny in, in Brazil. <laughs> Good thing it's not fucking Bangkok. <laughs> But, I mean, it's, uh, I think, sticking with the Dutch team, I mean, there's a lot of parallels with just the... the indiv- oh, the arrogance. Uh, indivi- yeah, the arrogance, the, the individual. So, I mean, who, who is to blame? Is that, that, does that stem from the management? Is it, the, the, you know, the coach, does, do they have to keep that in check? How do you keep that in check? To me, I think that's one of the hardest things to do, coaching a big club mm-hmm. with a bunch of eyes on the, on the team, right? Sure, it's just a society thing. Oh my God, uh, yeah, I think it is too. I think this is a culture thing. <laughs> Bayern came out and ended up winning 3-0 against Dortmund, but I will say that did not reflect the game whatsoever. And he really ruined their afternoon on 66 minutes. The ball from Muller, and, well, he didn't celebrate, did he? But there was a glint in his eye. My first note is, early on, Lewandowski's first miss. When he was in the middle of the box, controls it, and then he just skies it over the net. Wouldn't expect that from him, but that was foreshadowing for the rest of the game for Lewandowski, though. Yeah. He just didn't seem to have a... I don't know if it's the pressure of the club he's moving to, if it's the pressure of the match itself, but he just did not have the shooting boots on. Or, you know, pressure of Romanigge saying, you score against us, there's going to be a few less zeros on that contract. (laughs) Okay, maybe not, but... It was a good game. You know, up until... Entertaining. You know, Bayern opened the scoring... And you look at the at what Goetze provided, which Mandzukic couldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, he found that hole between Bender and the central defenders. Yeah, there's a he space found that up to hole. an 18-yard box yeah. in the penalty spot. He was just he, felt he was there every time. Yeah, and you know, how many times was Mandzukic offside in that game? Lost track. Like he was offside at least four or five times. And yeah. so you know, Goetze was the perfect player to play in that role. He has brilliant ball control. One touch, ball was in the back of the net. And that, that kind of sealed the fate of the game, I think, because then Dortmund were pressing really hard for that equalizer. Yeah, they started And then they, they had a couple great chances to get the equalizer, mainly that one from Mkhitaryan. That oh, just my like, God. I, you so know what? He should have just headed the ball, but, you know, that's... I don't know if he's played in a game that big before. Probably yeah. not. Like, he came from Shakhtar, right? Yeah, and the, their biggest game was probably playing that uh, the game against Dortmund. So That was actually in my notes is... Uh, Thanks, Dortmund, from oh. Liverpool. <laughs> I thought Dortmund just ran out of, out of steam, and I thought that eventually Bayern's going to score against this makeshift defense. You know, was it all all the whole back four were not first choice? 
Well, Dortmund. Socrates is... Yeah, he's not first choice over Hummels and Subotic, but I mean, you know, he's right there, so he's a central defender. You have Grosskreutz, which he's a converted left back from a... Or right back from being a winger. Mm-hmm. Got a Durham, who's a... Who's a was a striker. And then you have a guy hired off the couch to, uh, <laughs> to, to fill in at center back, you know, after being cut by late, by a Leverkusen. So for them to keep Byron out for 70 minutes is, is pretty good. And yep. to, to take the play to him in the, in the first half, which they had their chances. It was, it was the same thing against the Arsenal. They just couldn't capitalize. You know, Dortmund looked really deadly on the attack, but I mean, something happened when they got their scoring, they, they, they their scoring opportunities didn't even, Materializing anything, no. they just seem nervous. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, and which, and I was surprised how open the middle of the pitch was too in that game. Again, this was a kind of a battle of of depth too. You know, I'd love to see this game played with uh, with their the real starting eleven with every you know with Gundogan in the lineup and with Schmelzer, Hummels, you know, Schweinsteiger, whatever. But I mean, this really showcased uh, Bayern's depth. Well, and I mean, the script couldn't have rid itself. I mean, the prodigal son returns. Mm-hmm. And I mean, puts the dagger in the heart. Not so long after Lewandowski's first miss, uh, Blaszkowski was making a run, and I think it, it might have been Mkhitaryan, but he waited just too long to play him in and end up playing the ball in behind him. But like that was like only a few minutes after Lewandowski's first miss, and like I think Blaszkowski probably would have had a, a damn good chance on net. But I, I think it was Mkhitaryan. It was either him or Shaheen, and Shaheen has a problem with his cross eye, so. Uh, <laughs> well, sometimes yeah. you can't see a pass. There's some questionable touches, like first touches in the box. Mm-hmm. I think this was a game for Mkhitaryan to forget. You know, Dortmund's break from deep is it takes about four passes, all one-touch passes that they they just missed the last one so many times, yeah. and they would just give the ball right back to Bayern. But you know, on another day they make those passes, they get a chance on goal. But uh, what, what I saw was you know Royce being really tired at the end of the game, which could have been you know him playing. Against England, that friendly, you know, let's not get on that friendly and all the in- injuries, which I think we laughed. Well, you, Jay laughed about last week about <laughs> the Dortmund players starting in that in that game, yeah, and the Bayern players getting to go home. But not to take away from Neuer, but I mean, he was oh, he, he was, was he was awesome. Fantastic. He was, he was called upon, and Jerome Boateng to me, I mean, he got subbed off when in the 67th, I think, yep. and That's I mean, he played. He's turning into a world-class defender. That watch that battle between him and Lewandowski was awesome. There was one run where it was the two of them just battling hard, both going for a ball. It was arms across each other's chest. No one's going down. They're running as hard as they can. That is fucking that's football. classic football. Yeah, like, yeah. That's hard no shit. I love watching that. I think the the one play from Boateng that stuck in my head was when somebody sent Royce through. And Royce was, was ahead of him. You know, he was naturally oh, quicker. And he stopped and he, them. Yeah, he just like... You know, did a Ibrahimovic like bicycle kick almost, and just like kicked the ball down the field. Oh, Whereas yeah. Royce would have been clear on goal. Yeah. See, Neuer made some freaking great, great saves, saves on Royce. Yeah. They they were they were good at at putting Royce on his left foot, but he's got a great left foot. Yeah, I think Neuer was man of the match for sure. I, yeah, I only watched the second half of that match, but I think f- from what I saw, and it was a so. chippy affair. Like the ref, he got the yellows out pretty yeah. early in that game and then stopped. Well, there was one sequence. Uh, Rafinha, Mandzukic, and Grosskreutz were all lucky to still be on the pitch after it. Was it Rafinha goes down, takes out uh, Royce, and then Mandzukic and Mandzukic took, took a swing with his leg, and, and then they went fucking started headbutting each other. Rhino, it's like how yeah, the fuck are these guys still in the pitch right now? Yeah. And then Royce did get payback on Rafinha later on. He did kind of take him out rather yeah, harshly. That was a harsh tackle. Yeah, it was pretty good though to see. But it, it was good just to see a top match actually live up to the billing, whereas, you know, Ar- I can remember Arsenal and United yeah. was just boring. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's good seeing teams run at each other, creating chances. And I was actually critical of the, of, I thought it was maybe Pep's ego getting the, getting the best of him when he took Boateng off. But I think he did that to save him from a red. That's just, what I was thinking and, too, yeah. And you just saw Tiago actually made some really good touches when he came yeah. in. Oh, in yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, his, his ball to Robin was fucking money in the bank. So they just had, you know, questionable tactics to start with. He had Martinez playing higher up the pitch than Cruz. And then, by like, he was almost playing as the number 10. Yeah. And then by the end of the game, Martinez is playing right beside Dante. <laughs> so... 
Which I mean, those it showed like like I said, like how open the middle of the pitch was. Like it was fucking crazy. And I guess you know, Dortmund really missed a player like Gundogan who really cut Bayern open in the Super Cup. Take five starters away from any team, and what and what are you legitimately gonna get? Uh, a hope to get a draw. <laughs> I think, like even going back to your previous point, Gus, like about. Uh, but that that final pass through, you know, watching all these games, you know, in the past few weeks, I think what really separates the, and, and I I started like kind of paying attention to this because I'm, I was kind of like trying to figure out, and I know we're going to talk about this later, you know, but w- what is wrong with Spurs? Why can't they score? And and I was looking at all these these better teams, like you know, even even Bayern and Dortmund and stuff, you know, in, in different leagues, and really what separates the best teams in the world from the rest is really that that final ball. And that killer instinct, you know, they're just absolutely relentless. And it's just a, it, it almost is like a, I don't know, can, can you really teach that? Can one player really provide that for you? Like, like to, to go on to that point, that's one thing of sports you cannot teach. You cannot teach vision. Yeah. You cannot teach creativity. You can teach someone how to pass. Where to pass, but you can't teach someone when to pass. Right. With to, to see those runs that are opening up uh, yeah, over yeah. over on the far like, side. That's why I think like Mezaduzil is like one of the smartest players ever. He's thinking like two, three, four steps ahead of the game. Yeah. He just always seems to find the right pass yeah. more often than not. Uh, moving over to England, uh, we'll just kind of go off in order of how these games happen on the weekend. But Suarez, freak, I, I was trying to find stats. This one seems to be really difficult to find. But, but it is Luis Suarez. It's around the wall and it's brilliant. Oh, it's another special Merseyside memory for Luis Suarez. His free kick ratio is got to be pretty damn high right now because it seems almost every time he steps up into the ball, he's put in the back of the net. I'm surprised we can't find these free kick ratios. Yeah, I, uh, I've looked, I've looked hard before, and I can never find them. How the fuck did Morales stand the pitch? I mean, how did how did Rooney stand the pitch? I mean, like, yeah, we'll get to that one too. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. Are, are we almost in the in the age of uh, we're bringing back a little bit of toughness to the game? Well, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, it, it's all it's well, maybe stupidity is still in the game, but that's a pretty high challenge to the back of the knee, and then they even show him like he was bleeding afterwards from yeah. the studs. And Rogers made a good point after the match. He's like, "What would happen if Luis Suarez pulled that tackle off? Yeah, like what, like straight red for sure, and like the league saying this guy should be out of the game." Oh, there's definitely favoritism, you know, between players and stuff. Like we see that all the time. What I was most impressed about in that match was actually Lukaku. Yeah. And I know we've talked about him before. Sorry to take away from Liverpool here. Nothing taken away from either team. I think it was like a, a pretty deserved draw, in my opinion. Yeah. Like in in terms of the whole match. Yeah. And but Lukaku's incredible. And to to think that you know, Chelsea are resorting to like Torres and Eto and shit. And like this guy's just on fire. You yeah. Know? It's and funny. He's like a missed penalty, beast. a missed penalty in a useless game. Now he's just lighting the league of fire. Now he's fire. a fucking savior of yeah, everything he, right He's now. a beast. You like, know what? You know what? I want him to come out and say, I don't want to go back to Chelsea. Yeah. I would fucking yeah. love to see Seriously. him. Yeah. Like Seriously. It, what, he went on loan these last two years? He, well, he scored 17 last year for West Brom. He's yeah, West on, Brom. what, seven or eight? Seven or eight right now for Everton. Like, you've got Eto who scored, what, two, one or two league goals? Torres has scored one league goal. Yeah, fucking Lampard scored his first goal since August, and obviously it's from the penalty spot too. But like we're like Chelsea, and 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 every week you hear Chelsea like, oh, they're going to compete for the title. Where the fuck are Chelsea right now? Yeah, and yeah. where the fuck is Everton right and now? You always see them in the rumors. Oh, they're they're coming up for the new striker in January. It's like, yeah, you already had a striker, and yeah. you let him go two years in a row. Yeah. So I, I don't know personally. If I was him, I'd be like, I. I'm gone, I'm done. Well, look, look at the two strikers they've let go in the last year. Well, uh, granted, Lukaku's still on loan, but you got Lukaku and Sturridge. Yeah, both at the top of the goal-scoring church. Yeah. I also had a little note here. Joe Allen is retarded. <laughs> uh, I saw that one. The miss? It was, it was Dude, him and Suarez on the yeah. keeper. It's like, yep. roll it over. 
Roll yeah. it over. Yeah. No, no, I'm going to go. Oh, fuck. I Dude, missed. fuck rolling it over. He should have put in the net himself. He should have put it in the net. Come on, man. Yeah, like, my fucking grandmother could have done that shit. Out. You yeah. should have put the ball in the back of the net. And it's a wide open net <laughs> at that. Yeah. That's the typical seeing your name in the newspaper. He already saw it there. It's <laughs> <laughs> that rush of blood in the head. He's yeah. like, I'm going to fucking miss this. I was wondering, Tim Howard, do you think he has trouble with the FAA when uh, he takes flights? Do you think he gets pulled over for random checks? <laughs> that shaved head and giant beard. <laughs> I was also thinking to after we're talking about Lukaku, it was like I was just sitting there fantasizing about a front four of like Suarez, Sturge, Coutinho, and Lukaku. Just imagine how amazing that would be. Coutinho played well, actually. He played really well, yeah. yeah. And that yeah. was only his second second game back, back right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and then of course SAS strikes again. They both get on the score sheet. Obviously, it wasn't enough, but um, they keep going in. There's still. Suarez and Sturge both on nine goals now. We're 12 games in the season. Who's and top, Aguero on 10? Aguero on yeah. 10, and we will get to him shortly. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, I say my biggest issue was my contention is Morales staying on the pitch. And obviously, if, if we had enough, could have been a bit different game. The fact that Martinez was defending him kind of irked me a little bit, too, because that was a pretty dirty challenge. Well, it's, it's nothing new with coaches defending players, right? No, like it, it, it would be nice to say, yeah, there's no place in the game for that. But Do I actually have to give David Moyes credit for, fuck. For no, I'm not going to do it. Young? Not going to do it. Not going to do it. <laughs> Another thing I realized this weekend is that England and Poland have something in common. What's that? Retarded goalkeepers. <laughs> 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 I was wondering, watching, like, is that Boric or is that Joe Hart playing in that for Southampton today? <laughs> They about see the little of him trying to fucking dummy Giroud in the Arsenal Southampton oh, yeah, game? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you thinking right now, man? They had Alan Hansen talking about it, and he's like, he was talking about how uh, that Boruch is a, is a left-footed player. He's like, and the way he, he was talking about Rob Lauer and stuff back in like the eighties and shit. He's like, one thing that fucking piss him off is that the goalkeepers that would think they're good with their feet would put on their their weak foot, then put on their on their strong foot to play it out. And, he, and he's just, they kept playing the highlights back, and he's like, you think he played out? Nope. 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 And <laughs> <laughs> Southampton is actually, even after those two goals, only conceded seven goals in the league this season after 12 games, which is fucking impressive. Very. And they played some pretty big teams They there. have, yeah. It'll be interesting, though. Like, we see this every year. Every year there's a new team that kind of pulls away. And we don't expect it. And then, you know, at the end of the season, it's a very, very different story. Yeah. Last year, I think it was actually West Brom that was uh, in the top four for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, I think until, like, Christmas or whatever. And then they just kind of, like, trickled off. And, you know, they were, ended up being a mid-table club. A few years ago, we had Hull. I don't know if you remember that. Giovanni, do you remember him? Yeah, Central Midfield scored, Giovanni, yeah. like, fucking, like, ten goals or something in the first, like, two months of the season. And then they just disappeared and Hull got relegated that year. But they were, like, top three or something until, like, the new year. Like, yeah, we see this shit all the time. This I don't is, think Southampton will get relegated. I, but. something I wonder about with Everton, though. You see how well they're playing. And Martinez is notorious for his team's coming strong in the second half. Yeah. It's like Everton's still kind of fighting up for the top. And if, you know... They're usually fight. He's usually fighting for saving his ass from relegation. But well, now he actually has a good squad, right? Yeah. Compared to what he was. What you don't think, uh, (laughs) Jordi Gomez? (laughs) Hey, he still won the fucking FA Cup with them, right? So not bad at all. I was also wondering, does does Font not watch Arsenal matches? Hmm. Why are you trying to stop? Pair from fucking jumping. The guy can't jump anyways. (laughs) 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 Conceding a penalty, you stupid fuck. It's like grab onto his shirt. It's like he's not gonna he's not gonna get the ball anyway, you asshole. But Arsenal and I'll win the game. I don't really need to have many notes for the West Ham match, because who the fuck cares? (laughs) But I was reminded of something that at one point a couple years Sam Allardyce came out and he said that he could manage Real Madrid or Barcelona and that he should be the England manager. Big time. Sam Allardyce <laughs> may actually tie Harry Redknapp for most clubs relegated by a single manager. <laughs> this, <year>. so, <laughs> this is the one I'm waiting for Anthony on. I was trying to think how to lead this off. The, the, the six in the city were pretty good. But I was thinking, you know, if I was a Spurs supporter, I must feel pretty six today after watching that match. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, 13 seconds? Was uh, Navas goal? Yeah, which is which is cool too. Look at Navas goal. It was almost from the exact same position of Wilshire's attempt on Southampton the day before too. Ended up just hitting the post and staying out. But Spurs can, you know, they they can be proud because they still hold the record for the fastest goal in the Premier League. 
Let me know King. what that is. Let me King. Oh, oh, two? 2000, yeah. Oh, it's Bradford okay. City, 10 yeah, yeah. seconds in the match. Yeah. So, at least you guys got that. Yeah. You know what? I can honestly sit here and kind of laugh about this whole thing. I'm happy it happened because, I mean, it sucks in the moment. And obviously, we were talking, you know, <laughs> texting yeah. each other Saturday morning <laughs> or Sunday morning. And it, it wasn't the greatest in the moment. But, you know what? It, it, this is... This is the best thing. This is the best result we've had all year. And let me explain why. The fucking West Ham result, 3-0, that we lost to them a few weeks back, that didn't wake the team up. We're still playing like shit. You know, this is the real fucking wake-up call. And if we can't respond to this, then there's trouble. But, you know, this is the time where AVB has to realize his system isn't working. You know, there, there have to be some major changes made. And if they're not, then you know what? His head's on the chopping block. And and I... don't get me wrong. That's not the solution. I'm not saying ABBL. Definitely not. You know, we talk about... It, it, it's very tricky. We, we, as much as I hate to say it, we look at Arsenal and, you know, if, over the past four years, they've been shit. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Wenger out, this and that, which, you know, he's kind of unsackable just due to his stature at the club. But, you know, we look at where he has the team playing now, and that just shows, you know, if you, if you invest in a coach or a manager and you give him his time with the players mm-hmm. and he is actually building something, it's not going to happen overnight. We have to, as a Spurs supporter, like I realize, you know, this is a team in transition. We're not going to be, you know, it, it, I don't know if we'll make the top four this year. We'll see. Um, it, it's, a lo- it's just a lot of pressure due to the money that was spent, right? Yeah. But then again, you look at, you know, flip the coin and you look at a team like Chelsea who has that revolving door policy with managers and they still continue to do well. In the, in the past, like, three, four years, they've won the Champions League. They've won the Europa League. They've won the FA Cup. You know, like, we, we look at all these championships that they've won. And so we kind, of, we kind of ask, like, which system really works better? I don't know. How much of it comes down to, with Chelsea? I don't want to get off too, under Chelsea too much, but how much does it come down to Chelsea keeping kind of the same core of players? Right, and absolutely. And that's true, too. Yeah. So they, they kind of keep, like, a certain philosophy. But you do yeah. bring up some other interesting points of that, too, because... Uh, it was sort of the same thing when AVB was at Chelsea where people say he, he needs to understand his system isn't working, he needs to make changes, and then shortly thereafter he was chopped. But how long do you think AVB has to get it right? If the results stay like this, I mean, I don't see him staying past the year. Uh, but I, I really don't think the results are going to stay like this. Like, let's be honest, you know, it was a one-off. And, and, and in my opinion, I said from the beginning, City's going to win the title, so... Again, that's just an opinion, but look at their squad. It's ridiculous, yeah. right? And so, I mean, we'll see what happens, but... In the modern game, have we lost patience? Like, of course. We just expect <laughs> results, you know? You go, you, yeah. well, I guess, you know, you go out, you spend the money, now you're expecting it right now. It's just like that person that gets the gym membership and expects, you know, one week going to the gym <laughs> that they're going to have a six-pack. Dude, it's, it's, it's a society we live in. Like, everything everything is disposable now. Like, you right. look at relationships, too. Mm-hmm. It's... it's it's all predicated on the whole the whole idea that oh something isn't quite working I can just get something better now right. like it's cell phones fucking it's, apartments cars you know, like it's it's everything that we live in and that we're we're all subjected to that we just like oh we can just get something it's better just inst- throw away replace whatever society yeah. instant gratification yeah. we look for you know we we go through McDonald's drive through we get our fucking meal we feel like shit after but we don't give a fuck because in that moment we wanted to eat something you know not thinking yeah. about what's really gonna happen after and like I mean that's like maybe a cheesy analogy but like it's the same shit in football like you know we, we buy a manager we buy all these players and we hope that they're gonna work I see people like in, in Tottenham forums like slagging off Lamela that was his first fucking start in the Premier League like give this guy a chance you know like he hasn't even played 90 minutes this whole season in the Premier League and you're saying he can't play in the Premier League like how do you know that he just got put out against a, arguably the best squad in the league yeah. like let's see him against some like lesser teams and like let's see how he does especially coming from Syria are, which is who the fuck are you a fucking 320 pound guy sitting behind your keyboard <laughs> eating McDonald's. It's yeah, like right? everyone thinks they're an armchair manager, right? <laughs> yeah. They, 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 like, we're not at the practice sessions. We don't see what goes on. We don't really know, you know, what what this character's or what this player's character is made of, you know? What's he doing, you know, on a Friday night before the game? We don't know. That's I'm pretty all. sure uh, Sandro was doing a fuck ton of blow before that game because uh, everyone else seen him Puking throwing on up field? on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> he, he has a, he has he a thing with rough. his, like, um, I don't know, he has something with his, his stomach or something, and when he, like, overexerts himself in, like, cardio, apparently, he throw, he's done it, like, many times this year already. Oh, and, okay. like, he throws up a lot, like, in the middle like of the B game. like rabbit before a freestyle competition. <laughs> or, like, that One Direction faggot playing in a... Uh, <laughs> In a, in a Celtic match. Oh yeah, and he went off and okay. <laughs> yeah, got just puked. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, does does City play Bayern this week in the Champions League? Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. remember their first encounter 
uh, this year. I think City came off an impressive win too, where they where they blew out uh, the team. I don't, I forget who it was, but it was a, I think it was a top four club team. And just, I think it was after the United. After United, I think yeah, it was four nil. I just remember how demoralizing the City players were after that Bayern uh, defeat. Uh, Mika Richards, he's just like he had no words. He's like, yep, they're just. But way some better some than stats we're. actually came out after that game, um, citing that uh, Aguero might be one of the most prolific. Uh, EPL scorers of all time, and it was uh, related to uh, minutes per goal ratio out of uh, all the strikers who have scored 40 plus goals in the Premier League, and he he leads right now at 119 minutes between goals. Shit. Yeah. That's that's fucking good. And I believe he has scored more goals than the whole Spurs team combined. He has he has one more goal than Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The third goal, the I think it was Aguero's first was. Kabul even trying to defend that ball? You know what? Because just kind of... Oh, yeah, let's cross. Let's it's, uh, again, like, going back to... I think Kabul went fit, and he hasn't been fit this whole year. I think he would definitely be, like, the first-choice center back at Spurs. But this was his first full Premier League game in, I think, maybe all season. You could okay. fact-check that, but I'm pretty sure it was all season. But, you know, like, we have Vertonghen playing on the left, who is... He, he can play left back. He does for Belgium, but he's he, his preferred position is a center back, and he's much better as a center back. Mm-hmm. You know, we got rid of on loan. You know, Asuokoto to uh, QPR, who is a left footer who likes to push forward. And yeah, you know, there's all, obviously flaws with those kind of wing back players, and you know, they're not the best defensively. But we have no creativity right now. We have no width on the pitch, and we would have had something in in Akato that we we didn't. And and not to mention, he's like an actual Spurs supporter. He he bleeds like Lily White, you know. So you you want players at the club who are playing for the club as well. Yeah, I think know? they showed they showed a, a frame at one point where it had uh, you had like the the city back four, and then you had five or six um, five or six Tottenham players all basically in the middle trying to attack. I think it was the Shearer or somebody said you could throw a blanket over top of them. Yeah. Because like, they were so close together. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to stretch a team if you're all fucking standing next well, to them and seen, tripping over each other. You remember those comments Vertonghen made a couple weeks ago about how he doesn't think Arsenal are legit contenders? Oh, yeah, yeah. Has the Spurs' downfall kind of coincided with those comments? Because have they picked up points since the since those comments? Because was that before the they... Uh, what was that? No, that wasn't before they lost Arsenal, but... I don't think they picked up points since he's made those comments. Yeah, made those comments. Maybe one or two points since then, but yeah, not not. See that that's that's one thing that I never like hearing players from any club come out and criticize other clubs that they don't think. You know what? That that, it's just better to be like diplomatic in that. Yeah, Uh, do your own shit. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? We can't be. Yeah, they're having a good run. We can't be focused on them. We gotta, you know, whatever. But. Uh, criticizing other teams always backfires because now you're just adding pressure on your own squad. Yeah, you're putting a target on your back for sure. I mean, if you're going to stick it to them, at least be like Adebayor and stick it to them in the game, right? Run 90 yards down the pitch and to the to the other supporters, and you know, I, I think that's a very unique situation in itself. But you know, do it like that. Show it on the on the field, definitely not. You know, hide behind a screen and, and talk on Twitter. You know, City actually has uh, this is a like scary looking stat. They've got. 26 goals and six home matches in the league this year. Uh, moving to the other side of Manchester, Rooney, best player that shouldn't have been on the pitch. And what? Did he score like 10 minutes later? Yeah. After that, like that. So apparently you're allowed to kick people now. That's that's what we've we've come out. You know, he's just one dirty fucking player. Yeah. Like I, I hate that guy. Hate him. Like just. Cheap tactics. Like the ball wasn't even there, and he just goes to kick out the uh, the player's legs. I, I don't know. I don't know how how that was only a yellow card. Maybe you know he threw the threw the ref some money afterwards. But fuck. He set him up with a good hair transplant guy. <laughs> yeah. So he gets the red card. He scores a goal. Uh, he then delivers a cross to gets the go ahead goal. But. The ghost of Fergie time strikes again. And stoppage time, Cardiff come back and tie it up. This I feel like is this is going to be awesome. a running, running storyline for the whole year. It's awesome, man. Like they, it happened against Southampton, and it's happened again now against Cardiff. And they always show him up in the stands afterwards at Old Trafford, too. I love it. He's probably just wasted. Well, uh, I think it's time for the theme music. Go! Go! 
so looking at this week, there's like two games that I'm remotely interested in. <laughs> City Bayern and Dortmund Napoli. That's about it. That's all I really care about watching. I think the the City Bayern game kind of loses a little bit of its aura, you could say, due to it not meaning anything really. What yeah. is it just for positioning? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Who's okay. Well, yeah. I guess. I guess if if there's an outcome, who's going to finish first and second? That that you know that changes the spectrum of if you're drawing you know Barcelona or Real Madrid or you're drawing I don't know United. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something along those lines, right? So yeah, you know, coming first in your group is is huge. And I mean. City has a point to prove, I mean, due to their lackluster performances in the Champions League the past couple of years, too. Mind you, they have not really fared well against Bayern when, when it meant something in the, in the Champions League. I think they beat them when it was all said and done a couple of years ago, when, the, when they were in the yeah, Bayern's group. The, but, the I mean, Bayern squad. played like a yeah, B squad. It was like more of a moral victory than anything for City. But. I mean, what Dortmund's B squad beat them last year in City. Yeah. Anybody want to put out some predictions for Bayern City? 2-1 Bayern. I'm going to say 1-0 Bayern. You know what? I knew I was going to be asked this question. I was going to say 2-1 City. Oh. Nice. I'm going to go out and just say uh, 3-0 Bayern. (laughs) Why not? I mean, it's hard to see Bayern (laughs) lose. Yeah, that's that's the thing. But I mean, as good as City are, but that's the thing. Like City have been so fucking unpredictable this year, and like you know, they've lost to like the shittiest teams, and then they've gone and beat the best teams. Like Spurs not being one of them, but like (laughs) they've beat you know some pretty fucking good squads. So like I don't know, it's it's a hard one to call. Yeah, and if you have anything to like draw like any sort of uh, like conclusion on is their first encounter this year, which was a one-sided affair. You know, I mean, Bayern kept them at bay, took their midfield completely out of the game, yeah. and just had their ways with them. And there's the Dortmund-Napoli. I'm looking forward to that game. Napoli, to me, is, has been kind of uh, inconsistent in their performance as Man City this year, too. They've, they've played some really solid games, and they've also had some pretty stinker, you know, pretty stinking games. Uh, well, well, I, they, I think it means a lot for Dortmund too, right? This match, I mean, coming off these two, Dortmund, yeah. coming off these two defeats, like you know, one from Bayern and, and from uh, Arsenal, right? So, you know, in two different competitions. So, I think it's a good chance to rebound against maybe not as strong of a team as Arsenal or or Bayern, but it's still, I mean, to put their season back on track. Fuck, I mean, where is that game, Dortmund? But I mean, does that say anything? I mean. Dortmund's lost, what, two of their last two games? Yeah. Well, that's one more. Like, how fit is Dortmund going to be for that match, too? Because, like, you know, they just played Saturday. and I, th- I and think they, we'll probably see... international game, too, that... I think we'll see Obama Yang from the beginning. And, he's you fast. know, fuck holy that guy shit. is... Holy shit. He's got, like, yeah. the perfect name of Obama Yang because he can bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see him just burn, Mart- like, Martinez? And, yeah. Like, he just... Not even trying. Yeah. Like, Martinez just conceded that he was just going by him. Like. When he went for that run, it looked like somebody hit the fast-forward button. On <laughs> <Yeah. the battle. laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Hoffman maybe play a little bit more. Like, I, I think Mkhitaryan hasn't had the greatest form lately. He was great in the Schalke game, but ever since then, he hasn't really played that well. And, you know, Hoffman, he's, he's there. He needs some minutes. But do you guys think that having that speed plays a huge factor in this game without, like, off the ball. I think, like, yeah, to be able to, like, to find space and stuff, it, it helps, but it does, if you don't have ball control. It's just, I mean, it's so, if you're playing a, you know, a team that matches, you know, and, and you know, plays a defensively sound game, there ain't going to be, you know, this isn't fucking under 13 select where you can play long, but this isn't English football. Yeah. You know, where you play long, like, long balls are pretty much dead in this game. But I mean, he's faster. You know, I don't. I've never really seen him with the ball. He had that debut where, like, he can put the ball in the net. He doesn't have the greatest ball control, but like, he can put the ball in the net. I, I think he was leading goal scorer in France last year. You but know? I guarantee, if you put him, let's say, side by side with Messi in terms of speed with the ball, Messi That's would fine. fucking would. would right. yeah. Well, you, right. Obama Yang, what he does, he like he'll kick the ball by you and he'll just burn you. Like he's not gonna keep the ball in a string like Messi will. But so. how effective is that in today's game? I mean, you're, if your if your defense is, well, I guess it depends. I, I, I think he was, he was 
brought if you're coming in. against like a, a flat four, it's not going to be quite as effective. But if you're coming against wing backs, you might be able to be a bit better because then you can get into the space between the, the full backs and the center backs. For sure. I think pace is really important. I mean, like, you know, going back to what we talked about pre- like previously in the episode, like, it's something you can't teach someone. I can't, you can't teach someone how to be fast. You're either yeah. fast or you're not. And I think that's an amazing asset in this game. And. I mean, just to find and create space for yourself, whereas maybe other players wouldn't be able to do that. And if you're playing against a solid back four, that's even more of a reason why you would want someone with pace on your side, right? So, again, is it off? You know, you're not, you don't have the ball necessarily, but I don't know if he's if he's a smart enough player. I think that it, it it's a huge asset. I just like like my personal like like experience playing football my whole life. I mean, you had those kids who were lightning quick. And I saw as we got older and as, you know, the game became more tactical, as you got older, they became less and less relevant on the pitch. Like, their, their, just breakaway, their sheer breakaway speed didn't really have as big of an impact as it did when we were younger. Where, you know, you could play those, they could run on, you know, a million breakaways a game and whatnot. I think Marek Hamsik is uh, out of the game for Napoli. So, well, one injury against five, I mean, it's not bad. But uh, Friedrich can't even play the game nope. for Dortmund. No. So, suspension or? No. Um, I don't know if like a mid-season. He's, I was going to say he's not allowed in Italy, but. <laughs> so I think we might be seeing Sven Bender move into defense with Sebastian Kell playing uh, his usual role. But, you know, he's. Kell, the, the game's kind of left him behind. So we'll see. I'm not overly optimistic about the game. What's your but prediction? I could see like a 1-1. No. Or, you know, it's a 1-1 or like a Napoli 2-1 because they have to, like, Dorman has to win. So if it's 1-1 in the 85th minute, Dorman's going to have 10 players they up start the pitch. stretching, yeah. So, you know, they got to come out and try to score in the, you know, early in the game, early and often. The, uh, moving into the Bundes- Bundesliga, These, they're not really, I don't know, the first one isn't really that exciting. It's Bayern versus Eintracht Braunschweig. Braunschweig, your favorite team. Yeah. Uh, Braunschweig will probably actually end up scoring first because Bayern won't be playing. And they're like, oh, yeah, we should probably start scoring goals and put, like, four in. Yeah, I think Pep's just going to, I mean, use this game to let the, uh, you know, let the past injuries kind of get in the game shape. Yeah. You know, I mean, Thiago's back. I, he, I think he'll start. You know, I hope Goats, you know, again, I want to see Goatse have a starting role in this in this lineup. I mean, he's deserved it. Every touch of it. You know, he, he has an impact as soon as he is injected in the game. When he first, like his first few games, he was struggling to find his identity. You know, I mean, but that's a testament to, I think, his character as a football player, too. I think uh, Pep didn't start him against Dortmund to kind of shelter him a little bit. And was probably hoping he didn't have to use him. When he scored his goal, I mean, I thought he showed some class. The fact that yeah, he kind of just put his hands by his shoulders. Like, wasn't yeah. exactly Robin Van Persie-like. <laughs> <laughs> no, or, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, I think uh, RVP said, you know, when I came back to the Emirates and I scored, I, you know, I showed res- some respect. They still booed me. So, you know what? I wouldn't celebrate it. I wonder if Goza will, you know, because he's booed the whole game. Yeah, like, I wonder, but, uh, so I wonder, you know, when he scores future goals against Dortmund, if... You know what his celebration will like will be like. You know, is he a slightly classier player than RVP? Who knows? Yeah, hopefully remains to be seen. Yeah, hopefully. You know what I think though, like in regards to like the Dutch, like former players going back and stuff. Like it's you know, as football fans, let's be honest, we're all very like kind of like fickle minded in a sense. And like you know, if a player leaves tomorrow, like we you know we hate him. Like fucking asshole. Yeah, of course, of course. You know, he's not on our on our squad anymore, so fuck him. But. As a player, I think when you've spent so many years at that club, it's not only the fans you have the respect for; it's like everyone else within yeah, the club, the right? The manager, your your you know your former teammates in a sense. So I could see how Goatse wouldn't celebrate. Because I mean. a Bayern supporter, I was pissed off to find out that Goatse left Dortmund to go to Bayern. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Mines Dortmund, Klopp's going home. <laughs> Mines is a good squad. I've got a little bit of a soft spot for them, like uh, Thomas Tuchel. He's Great manager, like probably one of the most underrated managers. If he had a legitimate team with a a bigger budget, he would do well at any club. So I'm surprised he hasn't been plucked away by you know Chelsea and you know sat in that chair for two months. I think mine's had their third string goalie in there, and he was playing fucking phenomenal. I was surprised when they uh, 
Did you have jogging pants on too? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I mean, the middle, like, the... Uh, like the teams in the Bundesliga who are in the middle of the pack, they're very unpredictable. Like, yeah. Th- what we'll decide on this game is what Dortmund does midweek. I mean, if they go out there and beat Napoli, you're, you're going to see. I'm not even going to say B squad because you're going to see a C squad. Right. You know, you're just going to see. You know, he'll he'll keep some starters in there, but if if they want to go on in the Champions League, they're probably going to have to cons- concede the Bundesliga. Well, What's especially right now, being how many points? Seven well, now seven, seven points yeah. back yeah. and five injured starters. So, yeah, this is where you start. recall in like, uh, our earliest podcast, we were ta- actually praising Dortmund's depth. So now this is kind of, you know, putting our foreshadowing to the test. Oops, sorry, Dortmund. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in their attacking options. Everyone's fit there. And, you know, Peace Check's finally back. He. Played some well, time that's, in, uh, that's fine because Bundesliga nobody actually defends in the Bundesliga anyways. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> He's another converted winger to uh, to a right back, so I'm interested to see him get some game time. I don't know how much we'll see. Actually, there, there's talk of putting him back at right back and throwing Grosskreutz as he's like a utility player. He'll play anywhere, you know. I think one time Weidenfeller uh, uh, got sent off and he, he picked up the mitts and went in there. <laughs> nice, yeah. So, like, he'll just play wherever. And he bleeds yellow, yellow and black. black. What are they throwing bananas at Neuer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always see, like, Shaheen was just, like, trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> that goes back to Neuer's Schalke days. Yeah. I thought Neuer was booed louder than Goetze. It actually took was, a, yeah. a little while for them to actually, like, for the boos to really start raining on goats, so like there were there were a couple that you probably heard from the ultras, and then everyone else finally probably okay, yeah, we should probably boo him. <laughs> but I didn't think his reception was that that bad. Like it wasn't Figo getting a pig's head thrown at him. You know? <laughs> so I, I think it, it kind of showed that you know former Schalke man Neuer, we fucking hate you more than our player that you know that just bounced. Yeah. And I know we've mentioned uh, we've talked about like British wit, but I thought Bayern the Bayern supporters who went to uh, to Dortmund for that game showed some German wit, if that's not an oxymoron in itself. <laughs> well, the, we'll post the pictures later. Still looking for this. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Moving into weekend's games in the Premier League, there's like really nothing to really watch inside. Just, the only big one's kind of Cardiff Arsenal. Hopefully, Cardiff can. Pull another one, uh, uh, like just to do just against wait. United. Who's Stoke playing? <laughs> oh fuck, man! Those cold Monday nights and st- those cold European nights and Stoke. <laughs> Where is that fucking clown, anyways? Oh, we go back know. to football factory soon and talk to him. It's probably been six years almost. I'll say it was just for. <laughs> Who do the Spurs have next week? United. Uh, it's, United. It's yeah. Sunday's Sunday's a huge game. You got Spurs at home to United, Hull at home to Liverpool, City at home to Swansea, Chelsea at home to Southampton. So you got, uh, what, ninth versus sixth. I forget what place holes in against second. Uh, City's in fourth now against Swansea, who's up in eighth, I think. And then Chelsea, who's in third against Southampton, who's in fifth. And I know we've talked about this on previous pods, but this is probably the most exciting Premier League season. Seriously, it's I can, so tight. Yeah. I can remember. Like, this is, to me, this is like Bundesliga. Like, yeah. How many weeks now has Liverpool been in second place? Personally, I love it. Like, there's nothing... There's no boring matches, like, you know? Did you guys... I mean, you guys saw my messages. Like, I've... Over the weekend, I'm like, yep, season's over. See you next week. <laughs> or see you next year. You know? And so, this this is interesting. You know? Yeah. Pe- people want don't want to see a title race over before November is. No. Yeah. it's That's fucking annoying to see it happen like that. It's actually... Because I, I didn't get all those messages to, like, sometimes Sunday morning. Just as I was about to put on the Tottenham match, and I got your one message. It said like I'm fucking wasted right now. I'm like you're wasted at 9 a.m. Where are you? Yeah, the first message I saw from Anthony was, "I'm going back to bed." <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? When you wake up for a match, and that's what I love about the Bundesliga. The matches aren't like before 9:30 here. I mean, you've got to be up at quarter to eight for some matches in England, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's, so it's like, that is a sacrifice. I know, is. when you get up and... Well, like, let's be honest. Sometimes hammered. you're not always, like, waking up for the game. Sometimes, sometimes you're still you have awake. Sometimes you just stay awake. <laughs> because you do risk, risk, risk yeah, missing a match. Yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, this is it affects your, our livelihood and our weekends. Yeah. yeah. And we work for the weekend. <laughs> Don't do anything stupid, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> the only other bullshit I got on the list here is uh, where where is the All Star Game being played? Art Portland. Portland. You guys on the West Coast this summer and go watch fucking Bayern Bye. Munich play against the MLS All Stars. Why don't you just fly to Germany? I think it'll be cheaper. <laughs> it would be cheaper, better caliber better, football, yeah. better beer, yeah, better country. Less guns. <laughs> yeah, I really got excited when fixtures lists like were really, released. Really? Like, yeah, who yeah. cares? Who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of cool to see like, oh, we're gonna play so and so. I always look to see like what matches happen on my birthday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's sure. you know what's the first <laughs> when when like the big derbies are. But yeah, man, it's not like. Oh my god, but, it's but, fucking here! Yeah. But you know, it's just like, well, you know, it's gonna happen. You know, you play every team twice. <laughs> so it's not like, you know, it's not like the NHL or, you know, some, you just get some arbitrary schedule. Yeah. You know, you play true. these teams six times and. What money does a sports franchise make, really? Well, May, well maybe the ones are profitable here, but. Yeah. With, with the money being thrown around on transfers and wages, I was reading how much in debt Man United is. Yeah, it's like six hundred, yeah. seven hundred million. Yeah. And like, I mean, I'm no like like econo- economist, economist <laughs> you know, but I I or still couldn't wrap my head around how that is fucking possible because their brands worth like three billion. So I guess yeah, I don't understand. Somehow... I don't understand it being worth so much, but have so much debt at the same time. Like, and then they they you know like they go after teams like. Uh, like QPR and shit who are in debt and they're saying, you know, they're going to be uh, put into liquidation and stuff. Like, what the fuck? Like, Madrid is in, like, how many, like, four or five hundred million, I think? Of course. Have of you course. guys seen the, the documentary Four-Year Plan? The no. QPR doc? It's fucking really cool. Yeah. Like, it, they actually, they don't really follow the, the team so much as they talk, follow the ownership group and, like, them and, like, hiring and firing managers and the debt and, like, talking about how, like, how they have to, like, Really, really ridiculous, like cost saving things. Like, well, if we if we only hand out ten of these instead of fifteen of these at the the VIP booths, we'll save like twenty five hundred dollars over the year. Like, they're like really like having a fucking penny pinch and shit. But they had a three hundred like pound loss, three hundred thousand pound loss in the first financial quarter. Their, their debt has risen from uh, three hundred fifty nine point seven million pounds to three hundred sixty one million. Cost like, how is that fucking? Leverage buyouts. That's how. But like you're using a club's debt to buy it. So. Yeah, like what kind of business is that? If you're losing money, well, it's like just, every. Uh, like they say in collapse. the Bundesliga, if you do not turn a profit, your team gets relegated or folds. Yeah, that's how it should something, be. Really, something like uh, you. I don't know the exact specifics, but it's like um, you have to. You have to show how you're going to get out of this debt before you purchase players or anything like right. that. So you have to sell players and pretty much come up with a strategy to, okay, how are you going to get out of debt? You know, because you have to apply for your sporting license every year or some shit. Well, I think the way that they kind of get around it is that, at least for United's sake, I think they have like, there's like the the club is its own entity and then there's like a holding, a holding company that owns the debt to the club so that way the, the debt isn't actually referred I don't know how we should have brought in the economist stuff yeah, here really. you just rip us to shreds right now <laughs> like you guys are fucking retarded that's <laughs> not how it works whatsoever but I mean just reading it at face value it seems like it's like the American fucking business model here yeah like they can just operate you know, on mass amounts of debt yeah, yeah. exactly and paying back a, a small percentage every fucking year it's like you mortgaging your fucking house on a credit card and buying your house on a credit card and having a credit card to pay those credit cards and then <laughs> yeah. a credit card for the credit card that has a credit card, which is a credit card. But you know what? You look at the Bundesliga and it's exactly like how actual German society is kind of like developed. And yeah. like, you know, first of all, you're not paying for your fucking education, so you're not starting life in debt, you know? And like, it, it all stems from that. And like, really, that's what they teach and that's how it should be. Yeah, it's and funny. Look at their teams, they operate like that. I was having a conversation with how our... Uh how our system's so fucked up here is if you want to go get an education you're starting life like sixty thousand dollars in debt or yeah. whatever the well, cost you know, they, yeah. they say like with like uh with roman catholic church they say all man has original sin 
Now we all have fucking original debt. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. Born with a fucking bill payment. Well, yeah. the fucking Germans who we watched footy with a couple seasons ago, they're just like, they're here on apprenticeship and they're just like, just made a mockery of our workforce saying it was just a farce. Like, is this really how you guys work here? It's a fucking social gathering. Yeah, it's a high school. <laughs> you know, like over there, it's just business, business, like nine to five or whatever, you know, they work. Oh, they, then, like banks take hours. Like an hour off for lunch. Yeah. Like, but it's, it's like close. when they're on the clock, they're working. Yeah. You know, there's no fucking around. And that it goes, that is their character. As the French are known to be ignorant, Germans have, are known to be efficient. Yeah. And I mean, they, they don't have any natural resources. They just get everything imported and they refine the fuck out of it and make it a hell of a lot. Well, fuck, man. They almost took over the world. <laughs> twice. <Yes>, twice. <laughs> and I mean, they're the ones that are keeping the euro afloat. <laughs> yeah. And they've reformed their views. <laughs> <laughs> and we're happy for that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, since the Holocaust. Uh, <laughs> you know. All right. Let's, well, uh, let's uh, keep the Holocaust off this pod. Although the donated the most money to any charitable contribution to any like, humanitarian cause is Germany. You should put a disclaimer. If you listen to us for the politics, fast forward the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob Ford's still in office. Chelsea's, uh, who are they targeting? About... Falcao? Yeah, they, that's, that's, that's the, the big rumor is Falcao. And they're getting rid of, like, uh, I think Juan... Uh, Mata. Juan Mata. Sal Mata, Sal Torres. Jay, you're like the fucking Don Cherry with the names over here. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> well, Falcao... Pukarovsky's a good Ukrainian boy. He, he was pissed when he got subbed off on the weekend. Man, I don't think... I can't remember the last time I watched a Liga game. Watched what? Liga. League One. Oh. Le French. <laughs> and I am a racing car driver just like you, except I am from Formula uh. Alright, well, that's it. Footy Chat Canada on Twitter. We got thefootychat.podbean.com. And we now, because we have over 100 likes, we're at 100, like 136 likes on Facebook. Fuck yeah. Uh, we are facebook.com slash. Footy chat podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> pass this shit on. Shit's blowing up in your face. Get it while it's hot. Uh, for everyone, I'm Justin saying goodbye.